0: Welcome to episode 112 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio, And I'm Hillary Dockerty. Hillary, you have so much to share. I do
1: have yes. so much to share.
0: <laughs> Let's start with some good stuff yes. before I
1: light my house on fire yes. with what I'm going about to fucking say oh. here. Yeah. Um, I went to the caucus last yes, weekend. Yes, so the yes, state I Lg- want to hear
0: everything. So
1: Tina and I are involved in the county. Uh, we're on the executive board of the county LGBTQ uh, caucus yes. for the Democrats. And um, <clears throat> this weekend I had the opportunity to join our president and executive producer, Alfredo, um, <laughs> at the state caucus um, winter conference in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is a such a great city. Although I never left the hotel.
0: <laughs> I never <laughs> left it. But, I, but you had so much going on that you didn't yeah. have to leave it. No,
1: it, everything was right there. Um, but I got to meet so many incredible people. I spent a lot of time with um, Todd Delmay, who's running for a Florida <gasps> yes. House. Yes. What an interesting guy. I mean, what a life. He, he is really just uh, incredible. And he's looking at me in the eyes and he goes, what about you? Tell me about you. And I was like where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> he said Michigan. And I was oh, like, yeah, I knew you were that from is, Florida. Yeah, that I, <laughs> how genuine you look at someone yes. and how kind you are. Yeah. Um, but what a great guy. I mean, that's going to be a very interesting race. There's, and the way that the redistricting is working out, it looks like, um, my friend, Hillary Cassell might be running against D- Todd Delmay oh, and, Clay, and Miller. Clay Miller. So it's going to be a really, oh, really. St- all good people. All good people. All I, good people. And that's what I was kind of thinking when he was telling me about what was happening in the redistricting. I was like, well, you know, any one of these people get in, it would be great. It would be, like, yeah. I, I mean, that's the
0: thing. That's what the what thing. Whoever of riches in that, in that district, yeah, you know, I mean, whoever wins, that would be a great person. Yeah. And it's hard as someone who, like for us who know, like. Multiple yes. people running in a race to yeah. be like, oh, like to have to choose. I know it's difficult. It's but difficult. Um, the
1: other thing is the first night, uh, Nikki Freed and Annette Tadeo both spoke at this like cocktail hour. Also, the the, the mayor of St. Pete, his name's Ken Wells. She's the first uh, black mayor elected in the city of St. Pete, which, by the way, is like a super progressive city. Like, why insanely- isn't he
0: coming on Little Muff? Yeah,
1: I went up to him afterwards. <gasps> I shook his hand. And I was like, it's so nice to meet you. <gasps> blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Ooh, anyway, of course. our I, segue in. Of course, I see Nikki Freed. And I walk up Ugh. to her, and I was like, "You know, thank you so much." Now I've met her; she doesn't remember She meets yes. twenty thousand people. 20, a day. I know. But I was like, "Thank you so much for running. This means so much to me." I have children who live here; like I'm rooting for you. I said, "We want you to win." We do. She gets up and gives a speech, and not only and that, she's amazing she's when she's, she's such incredible. a good speaker, and, and, she's, she's so- and she's and
0: she's and she has this fire. Yeah, she has this fire. Yes, and she's and here's the thing: the
1: difference between Annette Tadeo speak. Speech and and a uh, Nikki Freed. and I don't want to give any tips away to the today O camp. I really don't, honestly. What the fuck are you doing, running? I don't get it. Uh, no money, no support. What are you doing? Okay, it's just
0: um, well. I mean, listen, word on and, the street. And, and I can't, word on the street. We we know what we know why she's then, running. Yeah, we know. But why
1: she's running. Uh, you know, whatever. Anybody can run, I guess. So um, not, that it, yeah, not that they should. Yeah, but they should. But
0: at the end of the day, we're in a state that is that is on fire. Yeah. And you you have to think about what is best for the state rather than what is best for yourself. Right. So the, the difference between the these
1: two speeches was that Nikki Fried is incredibly positive and motivating and like, this is what I'm gonna do when I'm governor. This is all these are the things that I wanna change. These are the things, right? And then uh, Edda gets up and she's like, Oh, oh, woe is me. Oh, this happened to me and this happened to me and this uh, happened to me. And the crowd's like, oh, because we're democrats yeah and it's this backward no. old fucking poly- no. political thing to do to democrats where you break their hearts and they go like this to you and then they you get their vote and yeah. i'm well, sorry they tug, stop they tug, with this they bullshit
0: on the emotional yeah. strings what
1: i need is someone who i can, when i see someone speaking like a, like by the way the next night val demings got up Ugh. and basically Ugh. shit all over that room okay yeah. <laughs> i mean Woo! she left her fucking mark everywhere good yeah it was Inspiring, and guess who spoke right before her? Charlie christ Charlie christ oh, He was walking in the room, and I was talking to Alfredo. He comes oh, walking up. Um, he comes walking up to Alfredo. I was like, "Babe!" And I <laughs> totally uh, fucking dipped. Alfredo's like, and I'm uh, like, "Nope, I am not <laughs> shaking this motherfucker's hand." I, you know, he woo! gets up there. He gets up there to speak, and I was—you could hear crickets. It was snooze fest, uh, you know. But people there love him because that's his but area. Saint Pete is his area. I understand
0: that. But again, oh, but again, we are in such a desperate situation. Yeah. And can the Dems get together and say, "Listen, guys, yeah. why don't we, it's early on. Yeah. Why don't we really throw everything under the Canada that we know can win? You mean play and put like all of that money to that? <laughs> and really because, no. because once like primaries hit, then after that, there's not a lot of time no. You know what I mean? Where we could be utilizing so much time to getting a really great candidate elected. Yeah, and also I wanted to say this before we continue
1: because there's going to be a lot more of talk that we're, we're fucking five minutes in, but you need to get ready and just relax because <laughs> I wanted to apologize. I You know, when I edit the podcast, the first 20 minutes, the last three or four weeks is us talking about bills that are de- dangerous bills, state of Florida, yes. things like that. I get it if that bores you and you want to get to the story. Like if you're yeah. trying to skip ahead, skip, skip ahead. ahead. But we are sitting in a really dangerous legislative session in Florida and these are the things that we are pissed and, and angry and we need to talk and about. And not
0: to mention that a lot of these bills in Florida have parallel yes. bills happening Thank in you. other states for those of you listening in other states. Thank and you. And if they don't have it in other states they will. and this passes, then it's going to be yep. possibly in your state. So- when we rant about it here, it's so that you can go, oh my God, that's nuts. And so you can have your eyes open to yes. what's happening in your state Absolutely. because they are ready to go. Oh yeah. And and the they flaws- They are ready to go. Like the
1: flaws they found in the Texas one they didn't put in Florida, right? right? Which was the vigilante bit of it. Yes. If you know somebody or you take somebody, right. you know somebody right. who drove someone to abortion, you can sue them and get money because they've done this criminal act. They took that out of the Florida bill, but that's the only thing that they took out of the Florida bill. So anyway- Uh, I got to see Val Demings (sighs) and of course I said to her, um, I don't know if you remember, but you were on my podcast with it was two women, my friend Tina and I, and we <laughs> talked about riding motorcycles together. Oh. And she goes, oh. she like, grabbed my hand. She's like, "I remember," oh. and I was like, "Oh my god, Tina!" Oh.
0: God, I uh. want her to win so bad, and she oh. can do it. Do you,
1: let me tell you, she has here is the problem. She has the
0: perfect background. I need she, her in a room
1: in front of five thousand people at a time. Yeah, she. You want to talk about motivating? I mean. I immediately got online and donated money. Like I was on my phone and she's talking because I was. I just got. We got to get Marco Rubio. If uh, there's nobody else who needs to get out more than Marco Rubio, he's doing so many dangerous fucking things. Right. And DeSantis, so many yeah. dangerous things. And my, he also does a lot of nothing,
0: which is yes. equally dangerous. Yeah.
1: That that was, that was was so. You know, there was a tweet that uh, this guy Cam. I don't know his last name. He was part of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas kids yes. that came out. Were like part of that fight. And yes. he put a tweet out and he was like, it's so funny that like Marco Rubio and Rick Scott like de- made a whole press conference and declared this whole remembrance of the the Parkland yeah. shooting, like the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas yeah. tragedy. He said, but they, he goes, that's nice. It's a piece of paper that's yeah. like, here's this remembrance. Nothing has but changed. But you've z- done z- literally yeah. zero
0: votes or any sort of was, impact that would that, stop gun violence in this country. Yeah, that's um my, the first thing on my little note is MSD no changes because- yeah we did this day of service. Mm. You know, we have this day of service, this day of remembrance that, you know, um, I guess in the past couple of years, there hasn't been school Mm -hmm. on that day. And now there's this day of service and love. Mm -hmm. And we did all these activities and, you know, all these activities are great. And my son who is, is 12 said, yeah, you know, like, and, and I get it from his point of view as a kid. He's like, Will we ever have Valentine's day, like as Valentine's Mm. day. And and I, and he's like, instead, shouldn't we be learning about like gun laws so that this doesn't happen again? Yeah. Wouldn't, shouldn't we do that? Like, and he's not wrong. No, it's, pre- you know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I do appreciate do?
1: the effort and the time, like I appreciate the idea behind it, but it's performative. Like there's a lot of things like that, that we yeah. do to make ourselves feel better right. when really in reality, it's not doing anything it's not to changing help or anything. change or
0: Stop oh, and this from dad continuing. And the
1: dad of uh Manuel Olivier. Yes. Oh my God, Tina. Oliver, Oliver, it's Oliver, yeah. right? Am I crazy? Yeah. I love him. I want him on the podcast. Oh my God, like, I, I want him, him in my pod- dining room. Yes. Talking to him. It's funny because of the Parkland parents, they all, you know, um, if they're still involved, they, 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 they're involved in a way that's different than the other yes, person. Yes. And, um, yeah. <laughs> but he, his is in action. His is yes. in, in protest. He climbs this oh, his crane is, or whatever yes, it was. It's it was all like the in,
0: civil disobedience. And, and he hung that banner oh, of his son's face. Beautiful oh, face. Oh my God. It was incredible. It's, it's, he is so, it's going to make me cry because he's yeah. so heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder too. I mean, they're all heartbroken. Yeah. And, and, but like he is taking this grief and yes. he's like putting it in everybody's face. Yeah. And he hasn't stopped. And yeah. you need to see that. Yeah. But I gotta I, tell you, I'd be like
1: that. I'd be on top of every fucking oh tower. Oh my God. You can imagine. And you and, would never and, forget who my children are just, or my child is just like, uh, we did that. You and you did that. The, the, the mayor of Nashville. Yeah. she's like, I just want people to say my kid's name. Like say my th- kid's this is name. like, do not forget. Like I couldn't name a Sandy <sighs> hook kid. You know I what I know. mean? Like, that was so long ago. I know. And those but parents are
0: still fighting, those, too. They're still fighting. And I've said this before, but, like, you know, a lot of times when it's, what is it going to take? Like, if it didn't, like, Sandy Hook, mm. those are babies. And I still remember reading, and this is horrible and a trigger warning, but I remember reading the article because of the gun that he used on those tiny bodies, mm. like, the damage that it did to those little babies' right. bodies. Like, if that didn't make people... Say, what the hell are we doing in this country? Like, I don't know what else can. Like, I mean, they were like five and six. They were babies. I know. And these other kids were babies too. They're high school kids. They're equally babies. Please. They're I tell that to my kids all
1: the time. Oh, when I my son said this to me that when when I turn eighteen and I was like, And what? You're still baby. You're still a (laughs) a tiny baby.
0: Oh Um, my god. My
1: last thing from the conference that I'll bring up that I thought was very interesting because we had talked about it Friday night, we were up hanging out in a room with some guys and then It came up Saturday during the conference, like the classes. Uh, And as an ally, my job is to sit down, for for me, in my opinion, is to sit down, shut up, and just listen. And so that's what I did, except this one time I got up to ask a question, and it's that there was one um, person in particular just kept talking about, uh, and she was amazing. Uh, Her name is Robin... Her name is Robin Witt, and uh, she's she was one of the panelists, and she was talking about, she really went in hard. Every time she got up to speak, she, at one point she got up to ask a question, and she said, it's really difficult as a trans woman to stand in this room that is majority older white cisgender gay men knowing that they all fought for our rights but they left trans people behind Mm. and I was like damn she fucking just dropped it and I was like this is what we hear all the time and she's like it's hard for me to get past that and I totally understand that and then when she was on the panel she brought something up like this again like old versus young and how the party needs to progress and move forward and that means passing the baton passing over like acknowledging these things that you did and so I got up and said this because we had talked about it the night before and that is That younger LGBTQ folks don't really understand how that fight was. Yeah. But they know that there is people who are left behind. And so there needs to be some sort of reconciliation between like, we left you behind so that we could move forward. Right. People don't understand trans folks. It's just now a thing that people are starting to understand because their children are coming out as trans just right. like 40 years ago when everybody started coming out of the closet, Right, like people are starting to understand it. And so they, they left trans folks behind just like white women left black women behind when Ugh. they wanted to vote, get the right to vote. Right, It's what people do to, to go forward and, 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 but they need to, I don't know, legitimacy. It. I don't know yeah. what it is, but they have to ex- acknowledge that they did that. And it makes older white cisgender gay men very uncomfortable. But that's exactly yes. why you need to say it. Yes, you know, be so, uncomfortable,
0: and then like, I like love it keep moving forward. I loved those
1: conversations. Oh, that uh, but sound, there was still, you know, amazing. It's still the Democratic Party, so there's still a lot of like, rah rah rah. This one, yeah. this one white woman got up and she was like, "Come on, if Georgia can do it, I was like, bitch, please." police georgia had a lot of i mean that's on the backs of of black black. women for decade for a decade and they had a plan and they said fuck the democratic party here we are are going to organize ourselves and get this done and that's what they did and they did it hey democratic party they did it yeah they didn't use the democratic party so you can't sit inside of an organization Uh. that zero fucking uh, you know whatever also one other thing that I thought was funny, this cutie Patootie came down and he was the he was the representative for the floor for the, the National Democratic Party. And he gets up and he's like, Here's all the things we're gonna do for the for to win in twenty two oh. the midterms, right? Oh. And he's got all these bullet points. The line to say something to this kid was like twelve deep. And Why? they all the people. It was grievance after grievance. It was like, oh, "Where's the party in Florida? Good. They're not giving us yes. money. What the fuck?" And I was like in the back room going, "Oh,
0: good, know. good." And oh, I, so they basically they, they sent the him. lamb. They sent, oh, lamb yes. the was, like, poor, they sent the lamb to slaughter. Yes, yeah. what the Democratic Party. Poor cute baby. Sent the lamb to slaughter. Oh my god, probably like like, back Trump. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like holy shit. <laughs> so that was good. Um. Oh my god. The other thing I want to bring up, which is amazing. Let me just put some good stuff in here. Yay. Is That our. Our friend, our guest on Little Muck, our double guest on <gasps> Little Muck, Emmanuel George uh, had a, an absolutely fantastic week, and they in the city of Hollywood they, declared yes, they had the, <laughs> February sixteenth yes. Emmanuel George Day, and yes, I, I, I mean was, I was so fucking thrilled for him, man. I was so excited for him. It's
0: amazing. It's he's amazing. It's amazing. Then, I can't wait to see. He. I feel like this? he's gonna do so. Like what he's doing here, I can just picture him doing this like across. Oh my the God. United States. He needs to be national,
1: like blown up. Yeah. Here's the other thing that i thought was amazing is in his stories that day he was you know he had just gotten this award he's he was a- outside talking and he was like hey 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 it's emmanuel george day blah blah, blah. he's like and you know he was just he's so, so humble happy. and happy he's so happy and he said this is what emmanuel george day is reflect on your life what uh, do you want to do what do you want to be what are your dreams let's he, you go do some work so blah, blah, beautiful blah. i was like beautiful how, in the, how is this person even alive in my life how do i know yeah. this person like he is so fucking cool yes. and
0: like so incredible but he's incredible and, just, and we said it before but inside and out like oh, such yeah. an incredible just like the best That's kind smile, of smile honey That smile i know oh he's what?
1: a cutie he's a cute he's like a daryl campbell another cutie patootie that yes. you just want to be like give me a hug <laughs> um okay so um i have three so let's crazy get things. okay so let's get into well, it things. i'm gonna let's <laughs> let's start the legislative talk with oh, God. um with Re- repro this tweet that i told you about from Cindy oh okay I, saw I thought that. it was so good yeah okay here it is Cindy Polo our friend our love yes former former, former, former rep. representative from district 103 she writes the Florida house has come for women yep. The Florida house has come for the LGBTQ community the Florida house has come for black history voting rights immigrant children public education unions and the GOP has made it clear that it has come to destroy the Florida house That is without a doubt what has been happening the last few weeks in Florida, last few years really, but the last few weeks in particular, have been very disgusting,
0: uh, dangerous, not necessary, not necessary, not necessary. And the treat and with the repo rights, and I know that you saw this tweet. um, I saw it on Instagram first um, from, I think it was playing. I don't remember who put it out. But it was the, the young college girl getting like dragged, out. dragged out. Like they're not letting people speak. Mm-hmm. And I said something to, to someone in my life uh, this week. And, and, I, and I referenced uh, DeSantis as a dictator. Mm-hmm. And this person, just to try to get to me, was like, oh, you need to check your privilege. You don't know about dictator. And I said, let me list all the things that this person has done which is similar to the list um, that you read from Cindy Polo. And the person was like, oh, well, I'm a white male. And so I guess none of this stuff uh, happens to me. You should try it sometime. Oh. <gasps> and I know like, like this person was trying to be funny. Yeah, well, but, I tell you. I but, tell you. but it's, it's, it's not funny. Uh, no, thank but, you. But, you know, I, I, I I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand it. And with the repro rights that they did it in the in the dark of night, yeah, right, right after, after midnight. That, like they're so shady. I had to get off Twitter that they're night. So, and they're, they're so like, shady. I got to
1: get off Twitter because they kept. I kept seeing updates about what was happening, and I was like, "This is
0: fucking." And we knew incredible. that it was going to happen, but yeah. But like, the worst here we part, are. So here, so so, so here so we 15, are.
1: The fifteen-week abortion ban has passed the Florida House, and it will go to um, the, the Senate. Senate next. And in the Senate, we already know what's going to happen yeah. because. What, they have tried, what the Democrats try to do is add on amendments to make it safer for a happening. rape victim, yeah. uh, or a victim of incest. They shot, shot that down in the Florida yeah. House. Yep. They shot it down in uh, the Senate already. That's already not going to be added. So what they have done is they have just made life for women and girls and anyone else with a uterus in the state of Florida. They just made their lives a thousand times more dangerous. Do you know the closest place we need to go to get an abortion if it's after 15 weeks is North Carolina Wow. That's where we're going to have to travel to. Now, and who insane. has the funds to who do that? Who has the time and, and to if, do that? And who what if it's a kid who's 16,
0: 17, 18, yeah. How 19, are they getting 20, there? tell me 21 years old. Give me a break. So,
1: so and I don't understand. And, and,
0: and, and, the whole, like the whole baby thing drives me nuts because it's not a baby. Mm-mm. Like go to science class, read a book and you will see that it's not a baby. Right. And like and this rhetoric is so dangerous, but that is the rhetoric now. It's that's the only word that they use. It's not this cute chubby little baby with angel wings on the back floating on a cloud. It's it's cells. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's none of your business. And it's no one's business. It's none of
0: your What you have done,
1: the Florida <sighs> GOP and the GOP in general is has they have inserted themselves in a doctor's office where you have private yes. conversations with your fucking doctor. Yes. And this is the party of stay out of people's lives, stay out of my oh, yeah. bedroom, Yo, no stay out big of my go- house. No big government. Yeah. Right? Except when it comes to women and their my fucking body, bodies. My body, my choice with a mask, but like you can
0: just yeah. <laughs>
1: screw it's women in- over. And I I don't again. know if I don't know if our male listeners actually get how fucking terrifying this is and how dangerous this is for women. Because they're not seeing have have no anything. And a lot, and I don't want to like harp on the rape part because I know any woman should be able or any, and, woman any person be with able a uterus to. should be able to get an abortion whenever they want to. Yes. Okay. It's a, regardless of how they got pregnant in the first Correct. place. But we don't control that, right? Like I could be taking my garbage out and someone grabs me right. or my daughter walking right. to fucking school. Okay. Right. And and that could happen to her. And then, what are you telling me? I got to go take her in front of a judge. Yeah, I don't, to, to no. find out. And then, no. by the way, that was last year's legislation. Yeah. This year is fuck That's, you. A, this year, so, is nothing. I'm sorry, but this is incredibly. So here's my here's
0: my well, rant. but You're we cat. have but we have that other that other we have the there are people like that one Republican who was like, you can't get pregnant. Uh, if you yeah. if you get raped, it like pregnancy only happens like if it's consent. It's like, what kind of cuckoo nonsense Well, That's what Anna Escamani putting right? out
1: in the world. Anna Eskamani said it is frightening when you sit in these committees and you realize how little these legislature legislators know about reproduction of, you know, in our body. like they yeah. they don't they don't know I don't anything. even think they know Which, where
0: the egg is. I don't even think they know Honey, the they can't find the clip, yeah, okay. I mean, they can't
1: find that. I mean, this is the problem. <laughs> Is, is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. So here's what I want to say. And I'm going to direct this right to my state representative, oh. Chip Lamarca, Ugh. who I have been mentioning on Twitter all week and who I hope dies a very painful death. <laughs> hey, Chip. Bye. How are you? How are you doing? Um, I'm very sorry that you're so little. Um, it's not my fault. It's not Tina's fault. No. It's not any LGBTQ kids' fault in this state that you're tiny. It's your parents. Like, go check with them. Just check your genealogy. You grew this tall, and it stopped growing. Oh. You have little Vienna sausage fingers. You have probably the tiniest dick on the planet. (laughs) And you want to take it out on us. I get it. I get it. You're angry. You're angry. And you're drunk with power. I totally understand. Napoleon complex much? I totally get it. I get why you're so upset. And you want to take it out on us. Um, but it's not my fault. You know what I mean? Why don't you come to your senses? You, you, you fucking horrible excuse for a human being. Yeah. And go fuck yourself. Ooh. Okay. Why don't you go fuck yourself? I'm fucking over you. And let me tell you something else I heard this weekend at the caucus. You know what Chip doesn't
0: like? What doesn't he like?
1: Chip doesn't like it when people point out that he's anti LGBTQ. Oh, he doesn't like it. when well. people point out, because if you go to his Twitter He's like sports uh yeah. let's play let's play college let's pay yeah. the college sports he mentions nothing about how he stands for this shit. He mentions nothing that he a coward. proud that's a he coward. He's proud to vote for this. That's a coward. He, he knows where he lives. He knows where he you lives know what he in called? South Florida. Yeah. You know what equality Florida does? And he's Florida? a coward. Do you know what equality Florida does? Anytime they there's there's a way he, they can drag Chip LaMarca they go here's all the people who voted for this and they put his picture up and he was at some sort of conference and he was angry he came up to him he's like how could you include me in this all this stuff he doesn't like it when you say to him you're a fucking bigot yeah you're a bigot and you fucking don't give a shit about women fuck you. You don't give a fuck about people here and I'm going to tell you something fucking else. Oh,
0: let's If go. I see
1: one more fucking democrat in this county shaking that motherfucker's hand, Michael Udine, Woo. Michael fucking Udine, the mayor of Broward County, a democrat, fuck you too. You <laughs> uplift this piece of shit who votes against my fucking rights and votes against LGBTQ children. Right. Fuck you, Michael Udine, right up your fucking ass. Fuck you. Fuck Chip Lamarca. I refuse to stop calling him out. We all need to drag That's him. True. It needs to be trending well, on Twitter that Chip is a fucking bigot and let's hates do women. It. Let's do it. Fuck you. I will ice never again they need be to quiet about this.
0: They need to ice him ice out. Ice him the fuck out ice in Broward. Out because there's no do friends it. for him here. Do it. What there's are no you fucking friends. waiting for?
1: And people like Dean Trantalis and Michael Rayner, who for years Woo! loved to be Chip LaMarca's friend, loved being Chip right. LaMarca's friend because what he got on the commission twenty fucking years ago in Broward and voted for a uh, couple same-sex couples to have benefits. Now all of a sudden yeah. he's a friend of the LGBT no. community, but he goes up to Tallahassee because you all fucking sat by him and held his hand for years and allowed him to stay in power and as a fucking and, Republican and in didn't this support- county.
0: And didn't support Democratic candidates who were going against yeah. him in races? didn't come out for Emma Cullum. Didn't come out for fucking Linda Thompson-Gonzalez. Nope. Refused
1: to take a side because Chip Lamarck is your friend. You are fucking holding all of his Complicit. votes in your hands. You are fucking responsible. Complicit. All of you are responsible. Any fucking person who calls him a Democrat in this goddamn county and has held that motherfucker's hand, you are fucking responsible for us losing our rights. There we go. It, it all fucking works together. This is not a, it's all of the same. It's what is that called? What is that called? You know, it's all in the same pot. Like it's all the same thing. It's fucking years, it's decades of allowing this tiny, minuscule, tiny dick fucking midget <laughs> to run around <gasps> this county as if he's important. Ooh. Fuck Chip Lamarca. Fuck you. Ditto. And I hope <laughs> I just I pray to God. I pray to God. Because by the way, Chip's Catholic. So, you know, oh. right up to you, Chip. Oh. I pray to God that this will all come back on you. The karma will come back on you. And you know what that karma would be? He, he doesn't get reelected and you know, everybody forgets who you are. Yes. <laughs> everybody forgets who you are. And so shit LaMarca can Ooh. go fuck himself. I hope you, I, I, I will, I will give, Please, I, will, I want him, I'm to giving a thousand so dollars, $10,000, the fucking person who runs against this piece of shit. Ooh. How,
0: how can we, how can we not get him out? I
1: you don't, don't understand, I
0: mean? but there's a lot of Democrats And we've talked about this before who are like, I grew up with Chip. I know Chip. But guess what? We know him too. You want to be friends with Chip and go have a beer with him? Great. Don't vote for him. No. Don't vote for him because then you can't sit there and say that you are a Democrat and that you care about any of these issues. If you check the box next to that man's name, it's not right. Nope. It's not right because you and the other elites- these are elite Democrats. Yeah. These aren't, yep. you know, the middle of the road Democrats. These are Democrats with money yep. who are friends with him. And they do. And they don't care because their money's still protected. And they're yep. like, well, it's a local election, and blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> These votes don't affect them. It's Michael, a, yeah. you guys yeah. and
1: Dean Trantalis do not have uteruses and they're not children trying to play sports in this right. state. Also, if Dean Trantalis says anything about don't say gay, I'm going to blast him. If he fucking says anything that this bill is harmful, I'm going to go, well, you've, you've protected... Chip LaMarca, right, and he voted so, for
0: it. So I, th- I mean, you're right. What we do you have want to start from me? Calling people out, fuck them. And I get like you want to have this like bipartisan like relationships. However, mm. however, you as a Democrat should be supporting Democratic candidates running against this guy, and you should be able to call him out. If you're friends with someone and they're doing something shitty, you say to them, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. You're harming people see, in our community, and that's the thing. Like, are if they you're friends, really friends or they're political? Friends, yeah, they're right. They just want money. They are, so then they're just as gross as
1: every other. They do it. Fr- they play that fucking game. And right. guess but what? But this is a game with Chip people's lives. he keeps lies. getting reelected, and he keeps getting support. So he thinks. He's that he's okay. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, He can do whatever he wants because he's still gonna get reelected. He's still gonna have his buddies he can go fucking have lunch with down right. by the port. Or whatever the fuck he's doing. He'll go play golf.
0: Yeah. Or whatever other like rich white people do.
1: I mean, they probably <laughs> have to hold his hand across the street. Ugh. He's such a baby. Ooh! Oh, we got to get into this. Is this is my favorite. Oh! Oh, wait! We, oh, well, we have a <laughs> present. We have a present. Oh my god! So Annette, one of our wonderful fans, sent Ooh, us a huge hi, box that we have to open. We're so excited! You know, and Annette is a super fan of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Our Odd Pods Aww. fam, who by the way keeps saying Hillary doesn't listen after the after the uh, commercial. I do listen. I listen to every second of that show. Please stop saying that, y'all. Wait, I am. Nick, oh. Nick, and the <gasps> oh Hillary probably stops listening. No, I'm, wow. here the, I'm here for the geek talk, and I'm here for Deep Space Nine. Okay? and I'm especially here for the toy time with Joe revamps on their songs. <gasps> Nick keeps like changing the song, <sighs> and he keeps re singing it. It's it's, mwah, I love it. All right, let's open this. Look at this <gasps> big box.
0: Ooh, uh, we are so excited. Let's see what's in it. Ooh. Oh, oh, there's a note. You want to open that? Okay, here's a note. Oh my god. This is our first time ever getting anything in it's the mail. fan, fan mail. <laughs> oh, my God. Hillary and Tina. <gasps> That's me. What can I say? You guys make my day. Oh. After listening, I feel like... I have been day drinking with my best pals and educated on all things shady and politics. I've been meaning to send these candles. I truly love them. I hope you like them too. I know I send cookies to the Keeping Up With The Kardashian guys, but they are only one day away with UPS. If I'm ever in Florida, I will come bake for you. (gasps) Oh, girl. Hugs and kisses. Come be on the podcast. Look at this. This is so, oh, oh. the candle's (laughs) candle's called
1: brains beauty badassery oh my infused with a motherfucking trifecta
0: malicious oh my god she's look at this this box contains pure maliciousness i am Uh, for all of this (laughs) me too i'm opening up one i'm gonna open up one but also don't be afraid (gasps) to send cookies i mean there's uh, there's a sticker there's a sticker there's a sticker nice Oh my God! This is she's a, which <gasps> coronavirus <I mean? laughs> prevention. Nothing new, morons. <laughs> uh, these are so fun. Oh, Annette, you're Annette, such a sweetheart. Thank this, you so much. This, I don't think anything could have made my day yeah. more than this. Oh my God! I can't
1: wait. You know, I'm lighting candles <gasps> all, over the, all over the place. Ooh, I'm gonna,
0: oh, ooh, I'm gonna take a bath and have my candles going. Ooh, <laughs> float on that cloud, bitch. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I like to float on clouds in yes. the weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. Woo! Me too. All right, we okay, listen. We, we, we are 31 we minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> and our battery's
0: going to die. Oh, our God. battery's going right, to die. Let's okay. Let's go. Let's go. Okay.
1: Oh, my God, Tina. All right. I
0: think I go. Yes, you do. Yes. yes. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you the story of Bruce's beach. Oh, what is this? <gasps> so after purchasing land on Manhattan Beach, California in 1912, Willa and Charles Bruce created a popular resort for local black residents. Ooh. But. Ah, damn it, white people. When white neighbors complain, the city council uses eminent domain to steal (gasps) their property. Holy shit. Yes. This still happens. This happened, this still, uh, in, this uh, happened down the street with oh the city. Oh my God. Oh my like God. Like two years ago. <sighs> so our story God. takes place in Manhattan Beach, California, which is located in Southwest um, Los Angeles County. Okay. And as Nathan Masters reported for KCET, the city was established in 1897 as Potienza Townsite. I'm sorry if I'm mm. butchering that name. Um, but the name changed in 1902 and it was named after the New York borough Oh, in Manhattan, nice. because one of the developers, this guy John Merrill, was from that area, and so they called it Manhattan Beach. And I also want to note that prior to the city being established, the land belonged, like all the land here, to indigenous folks, specifically mm. the uh, Tongva tribe. Mm. And according to the KCET article, the developer saw this area of beach as a potential for like a resort town, mm-hmm. um, but for families. So they were pretty strict about like what they permitted there, like no booze, no bars, no saloons, you know, they had restrictions on bathing suits cause it was like, you know, the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, because it's the early 1900s was there was a restriction on who could move into Manhattan beach. Okay, And specifically blacks and other ethnic minorities were not permitted because of segregation and racism. But as KCETV noted, um, developer George Peck set aside two blocks of land on the beach side for people of color. So there's all this land and then there's this strip of land that's like, okay, people of color can purchase land. And an article found on California beaches explained that Peck was one of the few developers who offered blacks an opportunity to buy land. And he even built a pier at that time that blacks could access too. Mm. And it was his actions that allowed black families to buy property and start building a community in Manhattan Beach But as I was doing more research, because it sounds like, oh, wow, this guy seems um, maybe progressive for the time Mm. to even allow this. But a historian, Alison Rose Jefferson, notes that, quote, George Peck was not the white savior of the black people to allow this community to begin. It misrepresents what happened. Mm. And she believes that the Bruces really should be acknowledged as founders of Manhattan Beach just as much as Peck and and these other people. So um, she wants to make that clear. And I wanted to make sure I noted that. So in 1912, Charles and Willa Bruce were the first blacks to purchase land wow. on Manhattan beach, which is like super exciting. Yeah. And according to, uh, easy readers, Charles worked on the Pacific union railroad and he may have been able to spread the word about the resorts because of his work. Wow, so like nice. people, you yeah. know, like he's in this, uh, job where he sees people and people are, you know, moving about and he can get that and Willa, his wife, she ran the resort Um, She managed it all. And from what I read, these two were like the dream team. Like Mm. they were like really established this place and it came to represent what a free life could be for black people. And Willa Bruce told the LA Times at the time, wherever we have tried to buy land for a beach resort, we have been refused, but I own this land. And I'm going to keep it. Damn. So she was like, they got this land. And it started, it's it's so great. Oh. So in the beginning, Willa started off like renting bathing suits. She sold drinks to beach go- uh, goers from like a little cottage. Mm-hmm. And then KCET notes that they then expanded and they built this two-story resort. They had wow. a dance hall. It had the fishing <gasps> pier. Oh. And it just sounds amazing. Yes. So I was just like thinking... You know, most beaches didn't allow Blacks, so this is this wonderful opportunity to have a getaway spa and let folks enjoy the beauty of the California coast, Mm. and Dwayne Yellowfeather Shepherd, a descendant of the Bruces, Mm. said in an interview with NPR that, quote, Bruce's Beach was a place where people could have social functions. You had black entertainers, actors, and actresses, jazz artists, black politicians, as well as business owners and socialites. So it was like this happening place. I love this. It's it's like, and and the pictures, like some of the pictures of people, it just looks like just fun and happy and wonderful. But then white people had to ruin the party again. (laughs) (laughs) And as time went on, the property values start rising mm. right this is a beach from oh property we're in la county yeah it's a sweet spot and according to the california beaches site it's a two-minute walk to the seashore so wow. like like this is primo real estate yeah LA, they're not dumb
1: they knew what they were doing yeah yeah
0: and LA has cited miriam matthews uh la's first black librarian who wrote about bruce's beach she said quote, you would take the red car down and spend a day on the beautiful beach or rent a room if you desired. Sundays were reserved for school gatherings and families and the resort offered a getaway overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Mm. So it's this lovely just place. And I love that it was like, oh, Sundays is like the the kids can come from school and like this family and community Mm. just sounded wonderful. But several reports that I read noted that whites started getting hostile and they were really hostile from the very beginning. I'm sure they weren't. Yeah. And they didn't like that the Bruces gained more and more success with Mm. this amazing resort. And eventually the Klan gets involved. (gasps) What? Because why not? The Klan's in California? Why not? The Klan is in California. They're everywhere. (laughs) Do they wear like (laughs) surfer shorts under those robes? (laughs) They have like Ray-Bans on with those hoods. Oh my God. They're so gross. (laughs) Like the Beach Boys, but hateful. Yeah. Yeah, Right. I mean, they've destroyed everything everywhere. So why not out West too? Jesus. And the Klan did what it always did. It used intimidation tactics. And Shepard in his interview with NPR detailed some of those tactics. Uh, Quote, they slashed tires. They burned mattresses under the porch of the resort. They tried to blow up a gas meter of one of the residents here. They had 24 seven phone campaigns and made threats against Willa and her family. And NPR also reported that they barricaded the roads and just made things challenging for the Bruce's and other black families who had homes in Manhattan Mm. beach. And NBC Los Angeles reported that the Klan would put up these uh, like fake 10 minute parking signs and then like let the air out of people's tires. Like they just were like, it was constant. You know, you know aggravation so, just to upset you know what's so people. So interesting about
1: the Klan. Does it really too- work? Know. You know what I mean? Like, I, well, what are you doing? You, this is your job to this just torture to, people. Yeah, just, like get a fucking life. Get a life. I'm Ugh. sorry, nobody's touching your dicks. <laughs> like, get a go fuck or something.
0: Find something to do. Yeah, you got those, those sheets. Go do. lay down on yeah. those sheets yeah. Yeah. Lay the sheets somewhere. Lay the sheet down. And have some have some fun. What are you doing? What are you doing? Clan? Angry motherfuckers. Ugh. All right. So the major incident when the clan and other racist uh, white assholes couldn't get the Bruce's to leave with all of these intimidation Ugh. tactics, oh, no. the city of Manhattan Beach gets involved. So they turned to the law to try to get rid of the Bruce's um, and close down the resort. Mm. So the city council, (laughs) the city council made up of elected officials, Mm -hmm. claim that they need that very stretch of land where the Bruce's resort was, Mm. along with the properties of four other black families. And they need it for a, quote, public park right? So they're like, we need this, we need a public park. And in 1924, they used what was called eminent domain to steal the land from the Bruces and kick them off the property. So just to offer a definition for listeners who may not know what eminent domain is, it's the process by which the government can seize private property with proper compensation, never that, though, but without the owner's consent. So like the owner can't say anything about it, they can take that property and they're supposed to, you know, pay. So what they do, how they do that though, is that like, let's say they, they, they did this here. So they, they
1: were going to take somebody's property and they're like, okay, well, here's a commercial property that's similar in size. It's down the street. Like they look for a comparable price, uh, um, um, price, right? but it's never it's what never it's never really supposed to no, be. Not. Like if this person were to sell that privately to another seller, they would get oh 10 my times God. what the city's going to offer them or, yes. get, or just give them to take it.
0: Yes. Oh my God, it's disgusting. It's so gross. So according to the History Advisory Board, the Bruce's saw this as the city wanting to, quote, banish them, the black property owners, from said city. And more particularly from that portion of the said city, which is nearby um, continuous to the Pacific Ocean. And this in order to entirely free the said city from their presence because of the fact that they are uh, black and that these defendants allege that the said proceedings are arbitrary oppressive and inspired by racial prejudice wow so they seize the property and they destroy it what the whole building yeah they demolish oh everything. my god yeah. they demolish the property and did they build the supposed park that they were supposed to put there motherfuckers no. wow In fact, uh, the land sat unused unused and empty for decades. Oh my God. For decades. Why so there's this thriving, this? wonderful community and they demolish it and just let it sit empty because they're just disgusting people. Wow. So in 1956, 1956, they finally built the park. And according to LA County website, a bunch of land transfers happened. So that land was... Um, you know, it shifted from this owner to that owner. And eventually it was acquired by LA County in 1995. Mm. So, um, and the LA County lifeguard admin building is now on the spot where the resort used to be. Okay. So they have a building there and it's owned by LA County. Of course, there's no charges or anything like this in this case. However, the Bruce's did try to recoup some damages and they lost everything. Their entire fortune because of the city and the NPR article that I read reported that the Bruce's wanted payment for the value of their property yes, and damages. Yes. They asked for back then $120,000, which is about $1.9 million today. And the city gave them 14400 <gasps> which is about $238,000, which is a huge difference. Jesus. And as of last year in 2021, that property was worth about $75 million. Oh my God so that's generational wealth that, 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 intergenerational it, yeah, wealth that's right and, and
1: that's the thing like that family could have been a prominent family come on and and, and they used a lot of and had jobs had a you know a play like the, this is a business in a community break, give
0: me a break wow and it's 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 it, when we, when people talk about how like oh we've moved past it Uh, let's stop talking about all this. Like there are still ramifications today because of those actions. In 1927, the NAACP staged a swim in at the beach. Folks participating in the protests were arrested because they're like, we want this beach back. Right. So like they tried to do that. They all fought the charges and it resulted in the beach being open to all without restriction, according to the California beaches article. So you know, before it was, hey, this stretch of land, and then they take the land, and then it's like, oh, black people can't come here, so they do this sort of protest, and then they're like, okay, fine, blacks can use the beach as well. (sighs) Intimidation kept happening up until the 1930s. Uh, Folks were getting falsely arrested, crosses being burned near the homes of black residents, because remember- What the fuck? What happened was there was this resort, there was the other property, but other families were moving in, so it's this black community, but like the Klan didn't stop. It's like, it's not enough. It's not enough that you destroyed this amazing place. Like, you still have to bother people. Um, Homes set on fire, more (gasps) land lost, and it it didn't stop until they ran most of the people out of Manhattan Beach. And in the early 2000s, Manhattan Beach elected its first Black City Council member, Mitch Ward, and he fought to rename the park from Park Kulakan back to Bruce's Beach in 2006, and the change happened as reported by LAist. So he was able to get the name change back to Bruce's Beach. I mean, I appreciate that, but Jesus Christ. But How here, about some back have, money to this well, fucking family? Well, here we go. I have oh, some good news. okay. So just <laughs> last year in 2021, the Bruce family got their beach back. You're kidding. No. This, so is, this, I, is this is amazing. This is amazing. Oh, so damn it. Tina. According to NPR, California, um, under governor, uh, Gavin Newsom passed a law, which was Senate bill seven, nine, six that returned the property to Bruce's descendants. Wow. And Newsom had this to say at a ceremony at Bruce's beach quote, today we're making history. I'm proud to be here, not just for the descendants of the Bruce family, but for all of those families torn asunder because of racism. And another great thing to come out of this is that activists are now trying to help other families. There's one organization which is called Where Is My Land that was Mm. founded by Kavon Ward that focuses on helping black families reclaim stolen land. And Ward was instrumental in the quest to get Bruce, uh, the Bruce's. their land back Mm. and she witnessed um the racism in manhattan beach after moving there in 2010 and when she heard about bruce's beach she wanted to do something to help she experiencing
1: racism in in 2010 in the same area this is
0: i mean it's has never gone away but like i can't even it's it's crazy it's just crazy this whole so some points of interest um and i'd like to say that this is um you know, the only incident that, but like you said, you know, for centuries, our country has stolen land by hook or by crook Mm. through intimidation, fear, threats, manipulation of laws. And I feel like a broken record, but this is why we need to learn about our history. Yep. Um, Another fact that I found about this story was that there was a connection to George Floyd. Oh. And Floyd's great-great-grandfather acquired 500 acres of land. And this is after his great-grandfather, after being enslaved, was freed, no access to education, couldn't read or write, right? But like the Bruce's, um, whites stole his land using the law. And as a black man, it would be hard for him to go up against a legal system without this education. He can't even read, you know, any of these documents and who's gonna represent him? How is he gonna pay for it? Jesus. So um, many wondered what George Floyd's life would have been like if his family had kept that land and sold the wealth that it could offer for generations. And the same with this Bruce family, like you said, like for generations, this is wealth that's coming in, right? And when we look at like what's happening now, it's still prominent white families who are able to get their kids All the SAT tutors, get them into the best schools, get them into the best fraternities. And it's this cycle of wealth that continues. And you have people that still don't have access to it. Mm. You know, so it's stolen land. And this is where we need to talk about when we talk about reparations. This is a place where if that land was stolen by law, whoever it is, those families who have that land sucks for you, but you got to give that land back or you got to pay some money. Yeah, Because you are living off of money on property that did not belong to you. It's not yours. It's not yours. Mm.
1: God. So good, Tina.
0: So um, I also found that some folks didn't even want an apology uh, to be made regarding Bruce's uh, beach. According to the New York Times, an ad was purchased anonymously. So people were like, like, you need to put an apology out to this family. And then of course there was a group of concerned citizens who were like, we don't need to give anybody an apology. And they put an ad out there th- they were a network of many, and the ad was placed in a local paper, uh, the Beach Reporter, and that ad stated, "quote We have been falsely accused of being a racist city." Woo! <laughs> we got an ad out in the paper for that. They are. I'm upset. sorry, They're but upset. if you got to put if you got to put an ad out, <laughs> you're racist. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. Woo! That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you can't hide from your past. You no. can't hide
1: from or your... try to rewrite it. Yes, which is what a lot of people do. Uh, like state's rights is now what we're gonna have to teach right. children, right? Like we're gonna, the Civil mean, War wasn't about slavery, it's about states' yeah, rights. Yeah, give me a break. It's so fucking bogus. It's so bogus. stupid. So and
0: stupid. like these beach these beach residents can't stick their head in the sand. Oh! Do you <laughs> like that? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it, actually, actually, I love it! <laughs> All right, so this is the first time a property that has been taken has been returned. Ooh, this is God. the first time like, that they this. were able, and just imagine, oh. especially like in the South, imagine like if people are able to get their land back or able to get compensation yeah so um the NPR article that I read noted that research was being done by an organization called land loss and reparations research that estimates that about 300 billion dollars in agricultural land was taken from black farmers oh my god unjustly $300 billion. Oh my God. And they note that many families don't have the legal recourse to do much because the statutes of limitations have ended. Bruce's Beach was different. The way that they were able to deal with Bruce's Beach is that the city owned that land and not a person, like not an individual. Like if
1: this house was built
0: on someone's
1: land that was stolen from a black farmer, which by the way, across the street was a farm. This is all farming area. Then that would be me. I'd have to somehow... figure out yes. how I have to give this back or I have to pay them to keep it, right? Right.
0: Okay. Right. But in the city,
1: it was easier to take it.
0: Yes. Wow. So, um, Maybe, and, and, I'll, and I'll the, do, and the government stepped in, I'll, like you had the governor, you had other people that yeah. were like, we want to make this happen. I could we had put a, a billboard
1: in front says I'm not a racist. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Would that work? Uh, no. Will you forgive <laughs> me then? <laughs> so idiots. while the Bruces did get their land back, they now want to fight for restitution over the loss of revenue. I mean, this is almost 100 years worth of revenue that this family has lost. So yeah, the beach is worth the $75 million, but they also have decades and decades and decades and decades and decades of revenue that this family did not. Yeah, it was a business. um, That was a business there, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, so um, it's not just the property value. It's what they could have made if the business was still there. Yes, I mean, and then again, looking to like the families, like what that could do for a family to have- I mean that's the whole thing with intergenerational wealth and that's why the people who have that money somehow think they're better than everyone and they don't know anybody anything but it's like guess what guess what like you're profiting off of stolen money and like you you got to do the right thing mm-hmm. you got to do the right thing yeah so after they lost their property the bruces planned to hold what was called bruce's beach closing out party mm-hmm. and it was scheduled for may 30th 1927 and i tried to look and there were no records indicating if that party was able to happen or not but i love the idea that they wanted to have like one last bash yeah. at this place and mm. they worked they saved they created something amazing and then it's taken like through no fault of their own and the other thing that was sad is that um they used a lot of their personal money so they got that money but they used that like to fight all these you oh, know, lawsuits. So they, lo- they lost everything. Jesus. They lost everything. And then I was thinking if all these farmers and the other folks who had been able to keep the land that rightfully belonged to them, like what would America look like now? Yeah. What would America look oh, like now so if different. it was so like, different. equal? Yeah. You
1: know? Not, and I mean, I know we do politics. of political power that it just, blacks would have I just had is like incredible.
0: W- I just feel like we could be in such a better place yep. as a country. Yep. Um, there was a plaque placed at Bruce's Beach uh, that notes some of the history, and here's what it read. A founding father of Manhattan Beach, George Peck, quote, made it possible uh, for the Bruce's, a black family, to purchase and develop that land into a resort catering to people of color. It says that the city condemned the land owned by the Bruce's and a handful of black families to build a park. It tells readers that in 2006, the Manhattan Beach City Council renamed the park to honor the Bruce family and hopes that the park can be a symbol of friendship, goodwill, and respect. <laughs> All are welcome. Uh, so you can recall why Peck's name being on this would be very frustrating. Yes. I mean, this he, sign is it's like his, it's garbage. It's because of him that the
1: family was able to do this. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah. Why do white people always have to insert themselves yes.
0: in good things? Like, just let it be get about out, Get out of here so nobody's interested in this there was a petition on change.org from a few years ago that noted that the plaque needed to be more honest and should call out the kkk for their role in the hello yeah beach. we're talking about white people on let's the side let's do it let's put them yes on there. yeah if you're gonna put them on there put them on there yeah, for where was, what, was, what was they the they same really george said. peck i mean uh, yeah was he in a hood or what's the deal with this guy well he's the guy that remember like yes 11, but like who knows how involved was he
1: was he helping this family like he was part like you can't tell me he was standing by
0: doing something he was doing I nothing mean, I don't know if he was just a developer, I you know, I don't know. But that's the story of Bruce's <gasps> oh. Beach. Oh, very good, Tina. Isn't that uh it's incredible. Uh,
1: it's so frustrating.
0: And I feel like these are the stories that we need to hear that we need to understand that that's it's part of our history. Yeah. Well,
1: it's true. It's, too, part it's of like our well, it's, you know, the, the, I don't know. It's been a while since I've heard this. Maybe I was like maybe in the 90s you would hear like well, black people need to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. But it's like, you not only, oh, everybody's been, everybody's free, right? They freed yeah. the slaves. And then oh, everybody should have been pulling themselves up from the bootstraps, which a, a lot break. of black people actually did. Give me but a then break. white people came in and fucked and ruined it Yeah, people, you know? Like it, like Wilmington, you know, where there were- Well, but
0: that's the difference between equality and equity, right? Yes. Like, you know, it, it's, there. there's no understanding- of and, and the, the loss of equity and equity as we know money is an important it, thing yeah and
1: it still occurs today women white women are paid <clears throat> a, like a dollar less than white men for the same job black women are paid yes. like two dollars less than white men for a job black men are paid like it's yeah. just or black men and then black women and then it goes further and further down and yeah. it's, it's like we still are not at a place where you know everyone is on the same level it just right. doesn't work that way it's unfortunate and uh, you know, you reap what you sow yeah. in this country. And look where we are. And look where we are. And they're still doing the same thing. Don't don't even think for a second that every single one of these bills that are in the Florida legislature, they, they affect people of color ten million times more than they're gonna affect right. me. You know what I mean? Yes. So it it
0: it's all about and continuing and, to and do this. That's why everyone has to like we all have to be on board for this. Yeah. It can't be just because it doesn't affect me, like who cares? I, I, I just, I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that argument of, and we talked about it last time of like, oh, like oh, I'm not into politics. Like, it's, it's that apathy is harming people. Yeah.
1: You know, it's worse is that all these terrible bills pass and the people go, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was happening. Like, do you not read a fucking paper? I read the paper every single morning. There is an article. Yeah. There was a front page yesterday it, about 15 week abortion ban yeah. on the front page of the Sun Sentinel. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you looking at? Kardashians? Like, what the fuck are I you know. looking
0: at? I don't understand. Well, they're, they're death scrolling on TikTok, but even on TikTok, you like, you can end up in the political. Like, I was going to say that even they, on Twitter, like, yeah. you, if, you know, he's probably, my the Twitter algorithm. probably looks the different algorithm. than somebody yeah, else's Twitter. the algorithm. Twitter
1: which done. is why i had to throw my phone in the garbage on friday <laughs>
0: night or whatever it was thursday night cuz i was like i can't look at another update about the abortion ban it's just i'm on I'm, so on my tiktok i'm on like uh, you know liberal tiktok i'm on black tiktok mm-hmm. and i'm on teacher talk like those are the 3 mm-hmm. like oh and gay tiktok like those are like that's what's all in my feed Do you know what the other which thing i love you know the other thing i want to tell you <laughs> is that um so when they when they, when a bill get, finally passes
1: all of its committees and it gets to the the floor the house floor yeah. um whoever the bill sponsor has to stand there and debate everything the every question that they have about the bill any question democrats had or any right. problem they had they say to the person holding the mic who's the sponsor of the bill oh you're saying this 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 and this what about this um usually usually the the floor is full everybody's yeah. there not this time. Yeah, the only Republican on that floor was the sponsor of the bill, who somebody just handed that because they want to because like, they want to try you know, and act like
0: oh I didn't right. support it all. The Not way.
1: one Republican except that person will stay on the floor to to talk about the value of this fucking bill. There's also a video, cowards. There's like also, like you yeah. know what I mean. There's also a video um, hate, on my Twitter that I will share onto the Muck's Twitter of uh, Chip Lamarca they're all clapping that this bill is about to be voted on. Oh, and there's Chip standing there next to Sabatini, that fucking pr- oh, freaky, God. freaky motherfucker. That guy. And it's like time to vote, and there's Chip.
0: Ding. Yeah, he hit the button. <laughs> there it is. You can't hide from <laughs> film. Yeah, you yeah. can't hide from film. And, it's, the- on and it's, there. it's on the It's record. on the it's record. It's on the record. All right, listen. Let's get. And let's- so cowardly. These oh. cowardly people, like you, want to pretend like you didn't vote
1: for something. My favorite it's thing- It's so gross. I, I gotta tell you, like I am dying and I know where his office is. So I'm going to hang around. It's not down the street from my house. I'm dying to run into Chippewa in public. I'm going to embarrass please. him. Not can I stand I there know, with the phone know, and film you? I don't know if anybody will ever hear that rant. I don't know if it'll ever oh. get back to him. I will send it to him personally. I don't give a fuck. Ooh, I'll send you the link to send the YouTube. Cl- Jump let's, to minute 10.00. My I'll cut a clip and we'll just let's send just it that send way. It I'm going to cut a clip. But I am dying <laughs> to run into him in public because it will be one of those moments- <laughs> that will go viral i will fucking embarrass him he's He's so proud to walk around like he's the fucking king of district 93 nobody cares about you nobody cares and so i want to embarrass him i want his parents to see it i want his wife to see what a fucking coward he's like a snail inside of a shell (laughs) fuck you i'm gonna fucking drag you all over the fucking street let's do it you motherfucker i'm gonna make you cry for your fucking mom Oh, wow. God, I love this, Hillary. <sighs> I like have, that. I had children here. You know what yes. I mean? I have babies here. This is so fucked up what they're doing. No, no. We, we are So living, fucked up. I, I,
0: I can't. I, 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 you know, I, you I, know, we're in Florida, but oftentimes we talk a lot about like, where would we go? Where can we go? Where can we go? God, I'm getting go? out. I'm getting out. I'm telling you, where we can, can do can we this go? on Zoom, bitch,
1: because I'm getting yes. the fuck out of here. We um, got to well,
0: go. Can't, I thought we were starting a commune. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go! Start. I'm ready to do it. Uh, well, I don't know about commune. It's got to be near civilization. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it'll be. We'll <laughs> buy not it. We'll, tent, we'll buy. No, we'll buy a bunch of land and we'll have houses like very, you know, yeah. spaced out. Yeah, because I, scream, you know, spaced you know, out. You, you,
1: you, hey. This is enough for one. One day,
0: <laughs> you don't need to hear it every day. But we have a good community of people. We could start. Oh yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Fuck it. We'll have our own school. Oh. Yeah, right. that'll be great. Okay, well, well, what I am tell Kate, I tell here? I tell Kate that. I'm like, let's start. She's like, oh, I could teach this. I'm like, oh, I could do that. What and am I? Was- I have no use on this. I'm just going to be like the queen. Like, bring me food. Yes. Teach my children. You're going to be the one, like, kicking everyone's ass. You're right. I'll, be, I'll with do with the us. security. I'll, yeah. like, I'll just fight anybody, any intruders. Oh, oh my God. God. All
1: right, let's get into this. Are you okay. ready? Okay,
0: I am. I'm Rob. I'm Nick. And I'm Joe. I love it. I think it's kind of meh. And I've never seen it. We're keeping up with the Cardassians. A podcast covering seven seasons of Star Trek Deep Space
1: Nine. But that's not it. We go down the wormhole
0: of pop culture, life, and Garrick. New episodes every Monday. On your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also interact with the show on Twitter at Pod. And just like the Ferengi, we can't wait to stroke your lobes.
1: Today I am covering Nazi resistance leader Mildred Fish Harnack. <gasps> Do you know her? She's, tell me, tell me, tell I gotta tell me. you. She's I very, feel like I know this. Name. I read this, this whole I'm thing so about excited. her. This whole thing about her is very Tina. I feel like she's very much you. And then what? she got she <laughs> dropped into Germany, and then Nazis started rising, and she was like, oh, like she just what? became this incredible fucking underground leader that I not a lot of this. people know about. Oh, tell me everything. The only American woman to be sentenced to death by Hitler. Like, how incredible is that?
0: I Okay, so you I'm, know I'm a little familiar okay. with this, yes. Um, right. I just
1: got goosebumps. Yeah, which is oh. why I was like, I mean, a lot of it takes place in Germany, but I was like, no, no, she's American. No, covered. This is yes, covered. Okay.
0: please. So, Mildred We Fish. can go international if we feel like it every oh, now and then. Oh, thank
1: you for letting me know because I have so many stories to <laughs> do from other countries.
0: We'll do a special, like, international oh, episode Oh, that's a good idea. High five. Oh. All right, let's do okay. this.
1: All right. Mildred Fish was born and raised on the west side of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to William C. Fish, who was a teacher, and Georgina Fish, which I love this last name, by the way, Yes, <laughs> as a Pisces queen, and I love Ooh. the fish. Okay, as a, as a young woman, she learned to speak, write, and read in German. Wow. She initially attended West Division High School after her father's death. The family then moved to Washington, D.C., and she finished her last year at Western High School. In 1919, she began studying at George Washington University and remained there for two years using the family savings to pay the attendance fees. So very bright. Yes. Going to college at a time when a lot of people, a lot of women probably weren't. Yeah. In 1921, she attended the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and during her first year, she worked for the Wisconsin State Journal as a film and drama critic to support you know, going to school and paying all your yes, fees. Yes, I love this. She stayed at a rooming house popular with journalists and writers and she <gasps> left after facing some mild prejudice. I think it had to do with the um, being a woman. Uh, yeah Um, but she also then changed her major from journalism to humanities and then later to English literature in 1922 she became a staff writer for Wisconsin Literary Magazine this is all Tina this is Tina (laughs) Tina Tina. on June 22nd 1925 she was awarded a Bachelor of Arts in Humanities and she stayed on further to um, study for her Master's of English uh, Master's of Arts degree in English on August 16th 1925 she got that Um, and then 1926 she studied and worked as a lecturer on German literature (sighs) at the Milwaukee State North normal school. Um, in this the same is awesome. year I know in the same year she met Arvid Harnack who was a Rockefeller fellow from Germany
0: Oh okay well, Oh she met a Rockefeller?
1: Yeah well Wait, a, a, not, not, a, not one fellow no, oh, no, like oh, he got the oh, fellowship like a, a fellowship like to come from Germany yes, to study yes, in America yes, yes. Oh okay um, he had received his doctorate in law in 1924 and completed postgraduate studies in Ham- in Hamburg and the London School of Economics before receiving the Rockefeller scholarship to study in America and wow. after a brief love affair they became engaged <gasps> on June 6 19 26 and they wed a month later on august 7th in a ceremony at her brother's farm near the village of brooklyn wisconsin after which mildred used the hyphenated fish dash harnack as her married look name. at
0: her hyphenating yeah which was I a big deal i love her yeah which by then by, by the way that was like yeah
1: so go, I, I, go, have, go. <laughs> I have a thing here it says letters i meant to put this in here because i'd read this whole thing and it was like details from like he was writing letters home to, to his family in germany of like But it was very German. I don't know if, you know, a friend of mine described Germans to me, uh, Blake, my friend Blake, who I used to work with, that they're very much like this. Very, um, you know, to the point. Yeah, Everything is run, you know, very, everything's planning. Yeah, no, no, no. no. And it was like, uh, we wed at her brother's farm. The family is nice. (laughs) Hope you get to meet her soon. We are so in love. It was like Uh, very much like this whole thing. That's funny. Yeah. So on uh, September 28th, 1928, he had to return to Germany because his fellowship ended. Okay. And so she stayed in Baltimore and she, sta- she taught English and literature at Gaucher College <gasps> in Baltimore.
0: you, girl. Isn't she amazing?
1: Yes. Um, oh. Uh, So the professor who exerted the most influence over Fish Harnack at Madison was William Ellery Ellery Leonard, who advised her when she was writing her senior thesis. And he was a nonconformist who believed in the Emersonian principle. Oh, hey. That quote, nothing at last is sacred, but the integrity of one's own mind.
0: Oh, bringing up the transcendentalism. (laughs) I love it. And uh, he also had an
1: abiding love of German culture. So she was like, you know. This is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing happens they're just friends but you know yeah no no i love this so he also was very he had this very like grueling scrutiny of her that shaped her intellectual outlook right so she just he was just very influential on the way she thought about things i
0: just wish i could i loved being in in grad school like i loved like the conversations because you get into like even though it's like english lit there's like all this theory and a lot there's all of the, I I love it. Yeah. Like this just, I just, it makes me want to like stand in a seminar, like table and just talk about stuff.
1: Yeah. But if you're raised a certain way right now, all of a sudden your mind is being expanded to all these other ideas, which is amazing, amazing, And it really like influenced her. So for her, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Walt Whitman, and were two of the greatest advocates of American literature. And, um, she met other German students and who studied sociology and who became lifelong friends. And, um, who studied here, but were German, right? Yeah. Um, and she became friends with this woman, Greta uh, L- Lorke. And she, this woman's important because she goes on to marry Adam Cookoff, who was a prominent anti-Nazi resistance leader, oh. right? So she's Ooh. meeting all these people in her life that are like shaping yeah. her, but also will become important later this on. This is when amazing. Germany, this is
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: So on June second, nineteen twenty-nine, she migrates to Jena in Germany, where she spent her first year living with the Harnack family. Right, her husband. She's reunited with her husband. He's Over there, and oh she's living with God. the family. And in the same year, she was received a grant from the German Academic Exchange Service that enabled her to start working on her doctorate on American literature at the University of Jena but she found the University of Gießen to be more welcoming, right? Because also she's American. Yes, yes. She's, you know, okay. This is so, all,
0: I'm loving every bit of this. Yeah. She's just a forever student. I love it. Please. <laughs> and teacher, and can teacher. I, can I, I, know, but I want to be a student forever. Can I go back? Oh my God, I would never want You would never not. Enough. I would, I would, I no. mean, there's so much I would just want to like, yeah. just study and talk about. Oh my God. Mm. No? No. Oh my Get God. Me the Netflix. Where's no. the Netflix?
1: <laughs> okay so her doctoral supervisor was Wal- walter fisher who judged her to be an excellent lecturer and described her in 1936 recommendation as showing great tact by which he meant fish harnack's tactful approach to the nazis increasing incursion Ooh. into the university in 1931 and 1932 oh. right so she's they oh, get so she gets starting there to and infiltrate it, into. yeah they see the government fall and oh they see God. the nazis starting to rise and she does it and, she's like, doesn't, what the and fuck? she and
0: she's not like hey let's go back to america she no. stays no no yeah so by the by I that mean, time, that's brave,
1: yeah. So by that time, Fish Harnack arrived at the Gießen that university, but more than half the student population were vocal in their support of the Nazis <gasps> and therefore opponents of several faculty members. Right, like you just wow. talked about, yeah, open ideas, open minds, yeah, for open discussion.
0: Well, not that's not good for well, Nazis. I know. Well, I mean, who did the Nazis go? I mean, Nazis went after yeah. teachers. Yes,
1: yes, they went after teachers, yes, and they. And because, could you imagine being a teacher in a university and you're talking and then there's kids that are in the, like yeah. students who are Nazis and they're like, right. uh, they are probably report and, you. Uh, Yeah. And
0: imagine having a government that tries to enter oh. schools and tell people what they can and can't teach and oh. then criminalize them for talking about ideas. That sounds
1: awful. It I doesn't know. And also doesn't sound familiar at all. I mean... Amongst those under suspicion were philosophy professor Ernst von Aster, a Marxist and economic Friedrich uh, Lenz. So I, I'm going to mess up all the German <laughs> names and all the German things. I was trying to pronounce this on the phone last I mean, night, and I was like, <laughs> I
0: know I'm fucking this up right now. That this episode forgive should be like, us, Hillary us. fucks up German. Forgive okay. us. I mean, we're, we are doing the best we can, YouTube, yep. and podcast world. Uh,
1: so <laughs> Astor's
0: wife was Swedish novelist uh-uh. Hildur
1: Dixlius. Okay. She became a good friend of Fish Harnack and eventually became a house guest at their Berlin house. In the autumn of 1930, Fish Harnack moved from Gießen to Berlin to be with her husband. And on February 1st, 1931, she was admitted to study at the University of Berlin on a fellowship from the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation. She was then invited to hold a public lecture called romantic and marital love in the work of Nathaniel Hawthorne
0: oh my yeah. god Tina's I'm just like, like well, out of her mind right now. I know because I'm just thinking of um the time period that she's in yeah. and how sort of not not very new but much newer than to me yeah that she's exploring these ideas yeah, so it's yeah. very exciting to me
1: so she gave this lecture at the Friedrich Wilhelm University which allowed her work her to work as an assistant lecturer and lecturer on English and American literature she taught co- courses on Emerson Whitman Theodore Dreiser, Sinclair Lewis, Thomas Hardy, and George Bernard Shaw. Woo! I, I, <laughs> this is like <laughs> Tina's hit list. She's Please, like, yeah. oh my! Can I take her classes? Yeah. <laughs> oh my this god! So, this, all this, all the studying reminded me of. It. <laughs> I was just like, this is so. Like Tina. I'm, I'm, I'm this and it's so, so early happy. muck. If you go back and listen to yes. all of our early muck episodes, every episode it's Tina's like liked, talking about a book. This reminds me of the quote from 1984. <laughs> this reminds me of the quote, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh huh. Like <laughs> Tina loves it. She's always bringing it back. I know. I I'm just of Sinclair. So she was popular with her students, and over three uh, over and over three semesters, the enrollment to her course tripled. Wow! Although Fish Harnack spent most of her time with her German family, she was an active member of the American expatriate community, expatriate community in Berlin, and she went to dances at the American Student <gasps> Association. And was a member of the American <laughs> <laughs> Women's Club in bellevue Voutras. Oh my God! And Later, serving as its chairwoman, <gasps> the Harnacks were popular at the American Church in. Lowland Dorfplatz <laughs> where they attended services. This okay. she sounds so fun. She's cool as fuck. And now yes. let's get into Uh-oh. let's get into like not only is she this genius American speaking German teaching literature yeah. like you know she's translating she was translating books like what? into into German <gasps> like novels like she was and which the Nazis of course don't like that but yeah. she was like super badass like on wow. the surface and what they did and what people didn't know is that underneath she's also like a fucking spy What? Like she's anti-Nazi resi- she's in this resistance oh, I, group and she's I fucking passing secrets and shit and <gasps> she's like this fucking Badass. Okay, bitch. Tell, tell me everything, everything, everything. All right, hold on. I got to write down badass. Oh bitch yes, as a, and I won't be able to read that in five minutes. But okay. So leading up to, to and during the war, there was a group called Red Orchestra that tried to recruit new members, which was difficult due to the ratio of informers to proper recruits in the general populace. Right. So like people, like you didn't know. So they're trying to build this underground thing called Red, oh, Red Orchestra to okay. build like people who are against the Nazis, but you didn't know right? Like I could be talking to you and, and you're like, oh, she seems cool but then you don't know like is yeah. she? But, but also like how you don't know if someone's a Trump supporter. Yes. Like if they don't have that red hat on, you're like, right. mm, I don't know, they're white and they might be. they might and be a Trump like, supporter. Like I don't know. Yeah,
0: you're like, oh
1: yeah. um so you're trying to drop I say gay. yeah yeah like leaving <laughs> my white shirt like you're just like you don't yeah. know yeah so a little bit about the red orchestra they printed and distributed prohibited leaflets posters and stickers hoping yes. to incite civil disobedience Ooh. they aided jews and resistance and resistance to escape the regime uh. they documented the atrocities of the nazis and transmitted military intelligence to the allies which were like <gasps> the soviets at the time too they, they she wow. was trying to get to the soviet union wow because they were also communists yeah which was not a bad thing at the time. Like right. communism, communism became a bad thing later, Right, um, but they were trying to get to the Soviets. And I also had read the scene that the problem with all of this was that Soviets were a bunch of fucking pussies and like really didn't do anything with the information they were giving them. And so really put them in danger and didn't help them. So contrary to, contrary to the legend, the Red Orchestra was neither directed by Soviet communists nor under a single leadership. So it was a bunch of people, right? It was a network of groups and individuals um, often operating independently because wow. you don't know who you can
0: trust, right? Oh my God. And to
1: date, there's about 400 members that are known by name. So there's probably hundreds and hundreds more that we don't that we, know, Oh my God. Right? So the group devised a method to vet potential recruits. you gonna love this. That would start with inviting them to a meeting with the approach of making the potential recruit believe the group were Nazis, right? <gasps> and then they led the person to reveal their political attitude towards Nazis and through the conversation. Like, how oh. it's like leaving little breadcrumbs of like saying something maybe like about Jews or whatever, like to <gasps> see is this person a safe person to oh. get on our side? Um, Harnack, uh, the husband, would lend books to them, to the potential recruit, as a test of their intellect, as there was little chance of winning such people over if they did not understand politics, right? Wow. So we would give them books.
0: Oh, my God. And like, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. <gasps>
1: so at one Please meeting- can I be their friend? <laughs> at one meeting, Fish Harnack, she held a lecture on Kim by Rudyard. Ruj- I'm going to say that wrong. Rudyard Kipling. uh, Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling to help the recruits understand colonialism, right? Like even this idea of like, can they understand like what this is? On March third, nineteen thirty-eight, William Dodd was replaced by Hugh Wilson. So William Hugh Wilson was the secretary for the um, Soviets. Uh, the secretary like that would come to Germany. So William Dodd replaces him and they actually become friends with this person. So they're also giving him information, right? Like they're constantly giving information that they can gather to people. Joining him, joining William Dodd as first secretary and monetary attache at the US embassy was Donald Heath. And in 1937, Fish Harnack met Louise Heath, Donald's wife at the American Women's Club in Bellevue Strasse. Okay, um, and they became friends. So now she's got this this connection, connection to and the, the, the husband becomes friend. Yeah. Okay. So got good. This good. 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 So when, the, but when the war started, the Heaths oh, fled no. to Norway.
0: <laughs> but well, when they were, I mean, uh, the, the fact that they're staying and, and yeah. putting this resistance, like, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's so easy for her to just go back to America. That's true. That's you why know? you said, like, didn't
1: don't they just leave? Yeah. No, they don't. They would come back and forth to Germany. These the Heaths and and fish harnack would tutor her and to, um, tutor the son in american literature so they were friendly right and at yeah. times harnack and donald would meet in the countryside to exchange intelligence but this became more and more increasingly dangerous right. and between december 1939 and march 1941 donald junior the son would curry would be a courier uh, between fish harnack <gasps> and the american embassy so wow. like, he would visit them every day and with a message from his mother or his dad for the harnacks and the harnacks would return messages so like
0: Wow. Everybody was doing this. And they don't, but they there,
1: and there, is he a kid at the time? Yeah. He was, well, he was probably in high school, I think. Okay. That's yeah. still like to send your son. Yeah. He also delivered food from Denmark and Italy as well as medicine for the Harnacks because they can't wow. like, they can't do it. They can't go anywhere. Right. This is, they're, they're undercover. Like they're hiding. Yeah. They're in hiding. Um, and in 1940, the Harnack's came into contact with other resistance groups and began to cooperate with them. Um, of the meetings, Fish Harnack, she wrote, quote, I saw, I saw it clearly before my eyes. From then on, our work not only implies the risk of losing our freedom, from now on, death is a possibility, wow. quote. Right, so she knows it's oh. not gonna work out. So they began having meetings twice a month. I, and they, some of the meetings were more fun than the other ones, but still, yeah. it was like, these were all, to get anybody together was a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, on September 17th, 1940, the Harnacks met with the third secretary member of the Soviet embassy, Alexander Korotovkov, and Harnack decided to become a Soviet agent, right? The husband. Oh, and according wow. to lawyer Wolfgang Haviman, from that point forward, Fish Harnack, the wife, endured a persistent fear of being discovered, right? Like now she's like, no, now we're now in we're bed so with that. yes. So the discovery of wow, I know the discovery of the illegal radio transmissions by Soviet agent Johann Wenzel by the German radio counterintelligence Uh-oh. organization organization called Funke Breuer and his cap, uh, and his capture by the Gestapo on June twenty nineteen forty two, eventually revealed the members of the group and led to the Harnack's arrest. Right.
0: Oh no! So
1: his exposure of the radio codes enabled Referat Twelve which was this like group that would be listening to these, to the radio signals. Oh no. um, It was the Cypher Bureau, right? Of the Funka Brewer uh, that they had been tracking Red Orchestra radio transmissions since June, 1941. (gasps) And they were able to decipher their messages, right? So they get this guy. I think they probably tortured him a little bit. They figured out what all of these codes meant. Like they would say like the red herring on the third tree. And that meant like, we're going to meet here, right? Yeah. They used that to decipher <gasps> all these codes, which would end up helping them find where the Harnacks were. right? So wow. uh, Wenzel's apartment in Brussels was found to contain a large number of coded messages. Like I said, and when Wil- Wilhelm Vahuck, the principal cryptographer of the Funken Brewer received the ciphers from Wenzel, he was able to decipher some of the older messages. And oh, on June no. uh, July 15th, 1942, Uh, He decrypted a message dated October 10th, 1941 that gave the locations of the cook-offs that I mentioned earlier and the apartments where everyone was. So- Oh, how scary. I know. On September 7th, 1942, the Harnacks were arrested by the Gestapo at the seaside village of Pralia. um, And Harnack was sentenced to death on December 19th after a four-day trial before the- Reichenkroschenrick, which oh my God. which is in English is Reich, the Reich Military Tribunal, and was executed three days <gasps> later at the Platzensee oh, prison in no. Berlin. So, which is what happened with all of them. All of them that were caught were murdered like this. So, but where is the.
0: It,
1: Where's the American embassy? Where is... No, 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 listen, we're deep in well, this war now. Like this is it, like they're not going in and there. And they can't
0: take her out. No.
1: So Fish Harnack was initially given six years in prison. This is our our lady, our our, our lovely lady.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: Adolf Hitler refused to endorse that sentence and ordered a new trial, which resulted in a death sentence on January 16th, he 1943. He just wanted to kill an
0: American woman. So basically, you know what I mean? also, but
1: also what I, what I saw was that she had a lawyer and the husband had a lawyer and her lawyer successfully in the first trial, was able to convince the jury that she was just a housefrau. Uh, and it was her husband who was directing all of this, right? And nice. I was like, yes, bitch, get that separate yes, lawyer, right? Yes. Like don't don't go into the same thing. Oof. And the jury believed like, oh she's just a poor American. Yeah, she didn't of course, know any of course. better. I I mean
0: but Meanwhile, no, she's listen, the brains behind this fucking good, operation. But you gotta right? save
1: your skin. Yeah. So she so she was able to get but then Adolf Hitler, you know He's like no, I want this yeah. I want her to go down yeah. too. So uh, she got the death sentence on January sixteenth, nineteen forty three, and she was beheaded <gasps> by a guillotine no. on February sixteenth, nineteen forty three. A month later. Oh God! A guillotine in nineteen forty fucking three? Wow! You got gas chambers? Yeah, you I got know. fucking guns? Oh, he's making yeah, an example of her. He's
0: making it uh, that yeah. yeah. So while she was imprisoned, Fish Harnack. My God! It. Yeah, she translated. Um, I, it, I mean, the, I, I just the, oh, the fear, the fear. Yes, yes. Oh, oh my God! This, I know.
1: So while she was imprisoned, Fish Harnack translated the poem "Vermonakiness," which is means bequest by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Yeah, her last words were purported to have been "Ich hab Deutschland auch so geliebt," which translates to "I loved Germany so much as well."
0: Oh my God, that this was her is last thing so she said before she was killed. Terrible.
1: She was the only American woman executed on the direct orders of Adolf Hitler. <gasps> After her execution, her body was released to the Humboldt University anatomy professor Herm- <gasps> Hermine Stive to be dissected for his research into <gasps> the effects of stress, such as awaiting execution on the menstrual oh cycle. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you imagine this woman's body is brilliant, oh my God. brilliant woman is being dissected because she had her period while she was awaiting execution and we wanted to see how it affected her body. <laughs> women women our bodies are fucking oh nothing God. our bodies are nothing to these motherfuckers
0: well, they did and the, but you know that they, they, they did all of that they did that was their whole thing of like just yeah.
1: dissecting dissecting di- all, like all that
0: research yes. the cuckoo the cuckoo yeah.
1: yeah oh they are fucking insane so oh after God. he finished, he gave what was left <gasps> to, of her body to a friend of hers who had the remains buried in Berlin's oh Lendorf Cemetery. She's the only member of the Berlin Berlin-based anti fascist whose burial site is actually known. When Lyser learned of the exec, execution, she wrote the unfinished poem "Quote to and from the Guillotine" in remembrance oh my of her God.
0: friend. So a little bit of aftermath. Ugh. I mean, you know, like she. What, we're, I, I feel like the,
1: the, the U.S. didn't have anything to say. Yeah. so let's talk about that. The United States government for decades concealed from the public Harnack story oh. because of her communist sympathies. Oh, give me a break. Because right. like right after this, this whole fucking red scare. Yeah, we had right. the Cold War. And every anti-communist, blah, blah, yes. but like it, communism became this thing. And it's like, we <sighs> can't have a hero who was a communist, right? God forbid. Um, the counterintelligence Corps of the U.S. Army acknowledged her work leading to a large group of secretly fighting the Nazi regime, but concluded that she deserved her punishment,
0: considering her execution was justified. That's from the U.S. government? Yeah. The U.S. government said that Adolf Hitler was justified in killing an American during the war because she was a spy. Oh. Oh. Like like what they tried her for.
1: No, I'm sorry. The cenotaph, so here's some things where she's been recognized. Oh Uh, my God. The cenotaph, which is when I looked it up, is basically a large um, statue. Uh, that has her name on it. For the Harnacks, it stands in the cemetery where she's buried. A Mildred Fish Harnack Day is observed by schools in the US state of Wisconsin. Oh, well, that's good. In 2006, a street in Berlin's Friedreichshund neighborhood was renamed Mildred Harnack Street. Mildred's alma mater, the University of Wisconsin-Madison hosts the annual Mildred Fish Harnack Human Rights and Democracy Lecture in uh, Her Memory, which was established in 1994. Uh, that's incredible. This, this is making me cry. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> um, because this woman would be the first one in line to fucking be up there talking, yeah. right? Like this is like her bag. Like oh that's something God. she would have loved. In I 2019, hate, I hate <laughs> the world so much. In 2019, the city of Madison, Wisconsin dedicated a sculpture to Harnack in Madison's um, Marshall Park. Again, so like history that 2000s. we don't learn. Yeah,
0: history that we don't learn. Yeah. isn't she incredible? Oh my god! Like, holy shit! Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, I love that story. It's so sad. It is terrible. But I, I'm get- just shocked. I, you know, everything. God, everything is about about you know a sound bite about you know for the government like that that they. That you couldn't spin it some other way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Give me a break. Couldn't acknowledge this woman. Yeah. Plus, yeah. and to say that, they, and they still stand by that they're justified in I that? I don't know if they still, that's a good question. Maybe I should look that up. God. But at the time, yeah, that's still, what they said. Yeah, it's it, that's, that's disgusting. Yeah.
1: Well, the U.S. government, Look, think about all the stories we've done where they, you know, like even with that actress that I covered where they years later were like, yeah, yeah we were trailing her. Yeah, we yeah. were spying on her. Yeah, we were tapping her phone. Yeah, we put some yeah. things in the paper about her. Like it's the FBI is fucking out of their minds, you know? Right.
0: And then a lot of this too little, too late, you know, yeah. or like, you know, years later, like, oh, our bad, or PS or here's this That's like, funny. There's you know, an award now. Yeah, there's seventy a, years um, after you died. There's a
1: there's a Republican former rep uh for the Florida State House who's not in office anymore. I don't know when he left office, but it's so funny because um this guy retweeted, he put a tweet out and he's like, I'm so embarrassed to be part of that. I was part of the Republican party in Florida. Like now he's a Democrat oh. and he's going on and on. Like, I think he like served recently. I got to look, but he's like, this is so embarrassing and da, da, da. And I, I was like, that's nice. I'll pass your apology along. To the next rape victim who's got to give birth yeah. to the rapist baby. I'm sure it'll make her feel better. And then another, and then I commented another thing and I said,
0: you, you know, are so amazing. Like seriously,
1: fuck you. And here's the other thing I said, any Republican now, like we've talked about before yeah. when we did the Trump thing, like you have you, you have, if you are a Republican in this in this state and you have served, you have maybe unknowingly led to what's happening yeah. here. Yes. Because you can't come out like if you are embarrassed. Uh, last year or the year before did you publicly tell people that did you publicly give a write a letter to the editor or participate in an article that called people out and to say to those guys like hey you don't have to do this like your apologies now don't do shit for lgbtq kids who are going to be in the closet for a decade and can't come out like that's what you're doing fuck you
0: (sighs) Get the fuck out the of here. The damage, the damage that's being done.
1: Because you know what? The damage Before that's being done. Before it was very
0: public to be
1: it's for where it would be okay to be anti-LGBTQ, be okay to be anti-abortion. That that those were like you knew the party the Republican party stood for that, right? Yeah. Like they weren't open, they weren't, right? That's just who they were. And you don't support that kind of party. But now it's an out loud yeah. attack laws being yes. passed it's and, not just like
0: this is who we are we, this is who we are and this is how you're gonna fucking live too and i can't imagine in the state of florida all of these republicans that hit the button don't have someone in their life oh please. who is is gay yeah or part of the lgbtq yeah. plus community like they have and and how do you sit and face those people that are in your lives nope I don't understand how they can face that. And I don't understand any person who is a Republican in the state of Florida, who is gonna to continue to vote for these Republicans who have family members that are part of that community. It's absolutely unforgivable. Like how do you, yeah, it's unforgivable. Like you're hurting people in, like, you know, you don't care about the rest of the world. You, you can't even care about your own family and people in your life. Yeah. And and they can't say, well, uh, you know, I, I vote because of this one issue. It's, you can't do that anymore. No, you can't do that anymore because that one issue doesn't trump all of these other bad things that are going to hurt people. Yeah. Like you have to step outside of that and say, we can't do this and, and, and reclaim your party because you guys are letting the loonies of this party win. Yep. Because we always hear like, oh, this isn't my Republican party. This is not well, if it's not your Republican party, then take it
1: back. Yeah yes take it back yes just like the democrats have to do come on the democrats have to the progressives in this in this party but, yeah we need have to, to come in and take and over take the it, party we have
0: to take over the party you
1: know and it's it's so funny because being a part of a caucus and then being at that state caucus conference last weekend everybody knows the florida democratic party are a bunch of fucking dopes oh okay oh the the camera just just ended that's good. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> so, just for the audio, yeah, like at the, the end, of the I was just
1: <laughs> everybody who's involved in any part of the party knows that the party is trash. And, like, it's like a running joke, but at the same time, like, it's not funny because <laughs> it's like, you know, yes, we have to live here. We need, we need a party that's strong or at Ugh. least organizations that are going to hold them accountable, which, which and we have a lot of, yeah, a lot of groups here who could fucking run this shit. So many anyway. Oh
0: my God. Well, well this is long. I'm this sorry. This is long, but it's okay. Um, I just want to thank our Patreons. Oh yes. Um, we really, really love and appreciate you so much. Um, and we would really love if you could give us uh, a five-star review yes, on uh, Apple or uh, wherever you listen. It really, really helps us. And if you can write reviews, we really need that support from you guys. So if you love the pod, please help us out if you can. Yes. And share our
1: stories, yes. share our posts, share, 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 share the, share the YouTube. Yes. Whatever, whoever's watching this trash, go, yes. watch, go put that on. Oh, I've got my, oh yes. So I, I went to that conference and I said to Nick, you know, Tina's got a shirt that says it's okay to say gay on it. <laughs> I said, what the hell? And she was like, what do you want? I said medium. And so she brought me the, uh, it's okay to say trans, which is what I'm Aww. wearing. And it's okay to say gay. She brought me that shirt too. And, um, uh, you know, I don't care if I work for any other organization, in this state or do any other work after this, but my work in the LGBTQ community as an ally is something that I'm incredibly proud of. I'm so like, just to sit next to you on this board, the work that we do is incredibly important. Yes, And more than anything, like Michelle Rayner was yelling, uh, rep Rayner was yelling at this conference this weekend. This is about the babies. It's about our babies. It's about our LGBTQ children. That are the most important I, and who we need to protect, and that is what I'm here for. I am here for these kids, and and I need every adult yes. and every ally and
0: and, and to I, fucking I fight for these kids. I can't tell you. I can't tell you, and I know we talked about it last time, and I know we're on a video, but when I think about kids at school, at the elementary, middle, and high school level, who. Talk to their teachers and their guidance counselors. And now it has to be mandated that whatever those conversations are have to be mandated and directly reported to parents, despite on how that might harm a child. And, and, and we're supposed to be sort of in the business of not only educating children, but making sure that they're safe. Yeah. I I just don't understand how, I just don't understand how, how anyone would want to harm kids. Mm -mm. I don't get it. I don't get what kind of party is that? Yeah. Not a fun
1: one. Not one that's fun, and one that quite frankly, if you're a part of it and you've supported it and you voted for it and you're in it and you're making these laws, you should be embarrassed. And I think that history is going to not look on to on you fondly. You know, like that's how I feel about like a chip Lamarca yeah. is that history is not going to remember money you brought back here for the port. Yeah. History Nobody is going to remember that you were part of a list of people who voted for these kinds of right. things. And you should be ashamed of that. That, people- that, that shame should trump any money you brought back to right. this County. I don't care about what you brought back for a port, the Port of Everglades, Port Everglades. Right. I'm talking about the weight of your vote against women and, ch- I'm looking at the camera, I know. against women and children. That is going to outweigh any good you think you did here. You have personally voted to harm people. Physically, it's going to harm people. Oh Mentally, my God. emotionally,
0: yes. financially,
1: you have voted to harm people. You will get nothing in return. Nothing in return that will be worth that. Nothing. You can't point to a fucking anything. Not not getting athletes paid. No, literally nobody nobody fucking cares about that. Literally nobody fucking cares about that. Except the athletes. But by the way, they should have been getting paid anyway. There should be a law for that. Let these motherfuckers get paid. Great. Why is that the most important issue to you? You live in Broward County and you are voting against LGBTQ community and women's rights fucking yeah. shame shame on you every day you open your eyes and you you say good morning to your wife and kiss her Ooh. and that and that little dog you like to show pictures of all of that your dog is a shame to to be walking around light, lighthouse point with you okay oh that dog my doesn't god doesn't care i hope the dog shits on your face in the morning <laughs> i hope you step on shit the second you put your foot oh down. oh my god i love this like, so seriously much. go fuck yourself shame Ooh. shame
0: shame shame on you and shame again to everyone who voted for you. Absolutely. Because guess You're what? You're all gonna get He's, it. He's he didn't get there by himself. Nope. He didn't get there by himself. The people of this of his district put him there. Yep. And a lot of them were Democrats. So you guys hold a lot. You have to you have to own what you've done. Yeah. And if any of you are crying or crowing about this bill and you know that you voted for him, whether it was the, the election before that, or the election before that, you are responsible.
1: And also if you don't live here and you don't live in Broward, you live Sorry. in wherever, Michigan, Ohio, California, Virginia, all yes. these great places where you get so many downloads. I know. Also Hi. Germany, by the way, we get a lot of Germany downloads. a lot of Germany. I, I, my apology again for my horrible <laughs> German. But um, anywhere you are, Look at who your rep is. Do me a favor because those people who are are your house reps or your house, your state senators, they're making decisions and they go on to us Congress seats. So like pay attention to who is there and who you're seeing and who you're electing because these things are important. It's the future of our children and the future of our, of our fucking democracy. So do me a favor, check it out. Alright Tina, I gotta go. All right. I gotta
0: go. I mean, I'm supposed to be a meeting in eight minutes. Oh, God damn it. Well, okay. <gasps> oh, Me too. Bye. bye. If you wanna see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast.
1: To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.